Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 420 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. And as always, I'm Tyler. And joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Dude, everything and anything contributed to being one of the wildest weeks I've had in quite a long time. Not because of sports elements. Well, honestly, even on a, any other normal week and stuff, I would have been excited if the Niners made moves. And yeah, they made moves this past the last week with mm-hmm. trading with the Dolphins, three first-round picks and a third-round con- like a compensatory pick from when their defensive coordinator went to go fill in the head coaching job for the Jets, Robert Sala. But them going to number three was... Honestly, one of the one of the lesser known things for me throughout the week, the biggest thing that happened to me this week, I got a PS5. I mean, look at this fucking bad boy right here. Like, it's right here in the back of me. It's real. It's, it's, yeah, no, no. It's actually it's not on the TV stand. It's actually just that white part on his, against his wall. That's not his wall. That's actually the PS5. That's how big it is. <laughs> it's right underneath the curtain. Oh my god. He's a big boy. But yeah, the better part of last week was fairly interesting. And I'll tell you a little bit of a story here. So, after we got done recording last week, I decided to take my day off and stuff. Did a little bit of errands, came back around noon, was on my computer. And all of a sudden I get this little notification on Discord. The group that I was following that was uh, being tracked, that was tracking PS5 drops and stuff for... All the major retailers and whatsoever. Just any type of PS5 drop, they would go for an update, John. I ended, up, I ended up getting one for a PlayStation Direct. And so what I ended up doing, I quickly clicked that thing onto their site. Waited in a queue for about 20 minutes and stuff. Was in their waiting room for about a good solid 15 minutes. But I got on. I actually got to the store. I got my console. One of the easiest $500 I've ever spent. <laughs> and the most interesting part about this it wasn't so much as say getting the console itself but how fast the damn console came to me because literally the next day you know i go forth and i obviously i message tyler that i got it message one of my friends who has a ps5 as well so then i got it showed the confirmation message and everything else and like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> no, man. The thing about it was, the next day, I was looking at the the shipment status. It shipped from Utah. It made its way all the way to Seattle. And then it was like Wednesday. Yeah, this past last Wednesday, it took two days for it to go from Utah, the distributing center, all the way to where I'm at in Washington State. I was literally walking home from my lunch break. I'm like, oh, God, I'm, I'm walking fast. Because, oh, my God, this thing's probably came in already. It's probably came in already. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's like I go in the door. It's like uh, I go in the front door and stuff. I look at the coffee table, and there's this big-ass pack. It's just like right on top of the thing. I'm like, oh, shit, man. Oh, hey, it's here. It's here. It's like my mom looks at me and like, yeah, yeah, that your console came in. I'm like, oh, shit. And I go, I open the thing, <laughs> and the damn thing was as big as a goddamn suitcase. So I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, I think I mean I, I've told the story before when I first got it, like uh, the like the couple weeks before uh, my the PS5 came out when I got when I got mine at launch, uh, my parents came over to help me. I, my brand I had that I got the new TV and shit. Yeah, and then we put it on the wall, and I was like, oh, you don't, usually you put it up like you know so many inches here. I'm like, well, I got I looked at the the how tall the PS5 was. I'm like, 
I need it like two feet up above my TV stand. And like, why? That's it's way too too high up. Because normally, yeah, normally it's like you have it like six feet off. You know, it's like the top of the TV is about six foot. Yeah. You know, off the ground, and mine's like seven five off the ground <laughs> because of the, how tall the fucking PS five is. Because oh I, I have it standing. But yeah, go on. I'm sorry, dude. I'll tell you what. It's like I want to try to get this damn thing standing somewhere, but the issue I've been having now is how the fuck am I gonna do that with this setup? <laughs> yeah, because it's like I have it parallel sideways with its stand on the back, you know, so that way the front, the top end is not like like swiveling or something. Mm-hmm. But holy shit. I'm thinking about potentially having like a little stand probably next to it. <laughs> or yeah. Or maybe something of the sort. Because I need something for that damn thing to stand up on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've heard the performance of the system works better if it's actually standing up. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Okay. I didn't, I've heard things about it. I'm not too sure. I haven't had too many issues with uh, the PS5 being sideways or whatsoever. Yeah, what if it's a heating thing? I'm not sure. Maybe it could be a heating thing. I mean, there have been times where I've been playing the PS5 or watching videos randomly on the damn thing where it's like all of a sudden the fans just going up like. No, that's normal, Gables. That's, normal. that's just that's just what it does. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, new order, new experiences. But yeah, that's been my week. <laughs> so Tyler, how about you? What's up? Uh, doing all right. You know, just same as always, clanging and banging. Uh. Just been a tell me. I don't know if I've told this story already or not. I did, I, a, few, a couple weeks ago, um, I, I'm pretty sure I told it. I can't remember now. I, I, was, I, was, I was thinking about it earlier though. I uh, did I tell you about I went, on my lunch break a couple weeks ago. I, I went to the the casino for and lost lost money. I don't know if I told you that or no. not. You <laughs> lost money in so yeah, so it's like my third time ever gambling. I've gambled from uh, Justin and, and me and a couple other friends for my 22nd birthday. We went out. Uh, to uh, the Prairie Meadows, it's a uh, casino nearby, and that was my first time gambling because uh, the legal age here is 21. And my parents gave me $22 for my birthday as a uh, you know for because you know, I'm 22, and I told them I was going to the casino, so they gave me 22 bucks to gamble with. Use that 22 bucks there for six seven hours, end up going home with like 60 something dollars. Like I used that 22 dollars the whole time, made 60 something bucks. Uh, Justin ended up winning like eight eight hundred. He was actually up like two. It was funny though. He was up like two thousand, and he went down. He went, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy a motorcycle." And I'm like, "Okay." And like, "Cool, you end up with a motorcycle. I'm gonna keep going." And he had like eight hundred bucks, but it was I mean, fucking. It was awesome. Like you know, him going home with that. But anyways, um, and then I gambled in Vegas, but like I was there for four days, and I I, I think I spent three hours gambling and an hour and a half. The last an hour and a half of that was me waiting to. I I, I was waiting. My I was stupid. And I booked a later an afternoon flight, and. If you're ever on a trip, guys, it's my first time taking a trip by, via a flight by myself as an adult. And there was like, oh, I could take this one at nine in the morning, or I could take this one at two o'clock. I'll do the two o'clock one. I, just oh, if no. you're, if, unless you're taking like an evening flight, just if you're taking an early afternoon one, just take the morning one, just so you can wake up and go, and you're you're home by noon. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm like, I have nothing to do. I couldn't. All the other guys I was with the talk ship, they were off doing shit. I couldn't join them because I, you know, I couldn't go off and be out all day so i'm like well i'm by myself i might as well go gamble and i, I gamble for an hour and a half to kill time and then i think i'm leaving like 300 i won like 300 bucks overall anyways so i'm like where i uh one of the areas that i deliver to uh, down osceola iowa uh they have uh a casino it's the name of it just escaped me 
I drive by Lakeside Casino. Uh, I drive by it a hundred times a fucking day, and I'm always like, oh, man. One of these days, I went slower and shit. And I got time, to, you know, I got time to kill. Because usually, I just I either work through my lunch or I just sit in a parking lot and scroll through my phone. It, um, so, anyways, I'm like, ah, fuck it. You know, one of these days I went slower. I'll just go. I'll take twenty bucks with me and I'll uh, just go gamble for for my lunch break. So. I like it was a slow day. It was nice out. I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna go go to the casino. And I had twenty bucks with me and went in. I'm like, I, I don't know understand the game, but I'm a cheapskate too. I, I'm so scared. I'm always this is why I don't like bet on sports or anything, 'cause I'm so I am always scared to lose money. Even like even if it's like a twenty bucks and it's not gonna really kill me. I'm always scared. So anyways, I'm like, fuck it, I'll go in there. It'll be a fun lunch or half an hour lunch. Go in there and I, I put it in a slot and I I'm like, uh how many you know, do you, how many uh, dimes you want to spend like per game? Like, oh fuck, I'll just do uh, thirty. Like it said dimes. I'm like, okay, so I'll do three times three, so thirty cents. Thirty cent games. I'm like, fuck it, whatever. I mean, that'll last me. Played three games, all the money was gone. I'm like, I don't understand what just happened. I'm out twenty bucks, but like, I'm like, I don't. You said thirty cent games. I'm like, what the? F-? I don't understand it. I'm like, and so I'm like, okay, that money's gone. Didn't understand that. So I found. I went to it. I'm like, I was literally at four minutes. I looked at my. I looked at my device. It tells you how long you've been on lunch for. Four fucking minutes from the time I walked in the door to the time I lost twenty bucks. Four minutes. I'm like fuck. So I went to the I went to the ATM, took out another twenty. I'm like oh, fuck no. it. So um, I found a different machine where I knew for a fact it was twenty five cent games. I'm like, all right, whatever, twenty five cents. That'll last me, you know, fifteen. I was like, I just wanted twenty something minutes of entertainment. That's all I was asked for. Well, yeah. I twenty five cent games, like whatever. You know, I I won a, I won a handful of games, but you're winning like ten cents, fifteen cents. Because if you're not betting a lot of money, you're not gonna win a lot of money. You know, obviously the you, know, you you play you know it's like it was like five cent games i'm like i'll just do 25 cent games or whatever you know and I, so whatever you win it's times by five because i'm doing times five games so within i, I probably played 40 games because i kept winning just a little bit here and there i went a dollar dollar 50 50 cents whatever and ended up with i i was 10 minutes into my lunch and i already lost 40 bucks and i'm like fuck this no. gambling's stupid why do we do this stupid. I don't like, uh, like I think it'd be more fun if I went with my friends and shit. Like, just took a hundred bucks with me and like, oh, I got a hundred bucks. Like, uh, you know, I can I could afford. You know, because they always say don't spend more than you could afford to lose. And it's like, what if I had? You know, what I think it'd be more fun if I went with people and just played some machines and I was able to have a couple drinks and have that. I'll do all that shit. But yeah, so that was that, that was me a couple weeks ago. So that was ah, God. It's my third time. It's the first time I ever lost money though. I guess so. That's not. But I it, it was like I was like the rest of my day was like ruined. I'm like. It was forty bucks, whatever. I mean, forty bucks. I mean, still forty bucks, but it's like, whatever. It wasn't like I, it didn't make, it didn't break me, you know. And uh, I don't know. It, I just thought it was kind of funny. Like I was just like, I was telling a couple people at work. I'm like, it's like, oh, it's like. And then I had like the next day, I had a package to go to the, to the casino. I was like, it's like oh, someone's like, oh, there. It's a, it, it's the, it's the world telling you, you need to go back and try to win your money back. I'm like, no, no, I'm never going back there. Fuck this. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, uh, but other than that, you know, it's been an okay week. Uh, uh, I went um, last night. We did a, I uh, mean, like nine, like eight or nine of us in the talking ship did a bad movie, drinky drinky. Ah. Um, we watched uh, Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of the Skywalker because uh, oh, 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 we all we all hate that we all hate that movie. Oh. And it was kind of a nice because uh, Josh was there, who Josh and Aaron uh, <laughs> and Tim, three of the biggest Star Wars fans I know, and also haters I know. Uh, they grew, you know, they're the the guys that grew up being. Uh, Josh, uh, Cameron, uh, you know, from, uh, um, what's his, uh, not dogs die. Uh, what was his name? On? Smelly pirate. Uh, Smelly pirate. Yeah. From, from sarcastic gamer and all that was there. Yeah. That was fun. Um, 
Yeah, so we all did that. I I did not. I've only seen it once, and I like I barely remember that movie, just because how like it's so boring. I'm just like I I I told Justin uh, we we were playing frisbee golf last week, and we were talking about we we always like for for 20 years we get into an argument about Star Wars. Not really an argument, like not mad, but we just like debate back and forth about Star Wars. That's been our friendship for the last 20 years. And we started talking about Star Wars again. I'm like, you know what, Justin? After I watched Rise of Skywalker last year, I just don't give a shit about Star Wars anymore. I'm not mad. I'm not, I don't get excited about it. I don't get mad about it. I just don't care. It's like, it doesn't matter anymore to me. And it was so fun to get, like, we all got together and, like, watch this. And I found, uh, we were, like, talking about what should the rules be for this? I, I Googled, like, Rise of Skywalker drinking game rules. Oh, yeah. And I found it, like, there were, like, a bunch of rules. And we are six minutes in this movie. I checked. And I was already cracking open my third beer. <laughs> this, is a, this is a two hour and 22 minute movie. And I'm like, guys we need to we need to slow like and like the rule was like um uh uh like i i there's like three of us that were in charge of like calling out rules and shit so like did win the drink and then finally uh josh's wife sarah was there and she was calling out she was uh the calling out water breaks so when to drink water and aaron's like we've been doing that we've been doing bad movie drinky drinky for like 20 years and no one's ever thought of the idea of calling a water break we all drink water <laughs> cameron it was funny because so cameron didn't have water in front of him but he had he had hot cheetos so every time they called water break he, <laughs> he would eat a hot cheeto and he, we were talking about yeah we were talking about today he's like i can confirm that cheetos do not replace water because <laughs> like, he, he was in bad shape this morning, uh, but I, I had, I had ten beers in front of me when we started the movie, and then also a few shots. I took a few shots, which was, that was terrible. Oh, that was a bad idea. A couple people were drinking martinis. Uh, Ca- uh, Cameron was drinking. Um, uh, uh, Mar- Mar- he was making margaritas, um, and so it was a bad idea. So I, I had ten beers in front of me, and I had a half a beer left by the time it was done. So. It was. I slowed down a little bit on like, all right. When they when we drink, take a sip. Don't you don't need to, you don't need to drink a fifth of your beer because it was you know, it was a bad time. It was. I mean, a fucking blast. It was one of the most fun I've had in a long time. When uh, you know, just being able to talk to friends and shit like that. Like, yeah, yeah. We I, I told them we need to have more gamer like gamer nights with those guys or bad movie drink is always a good time. It's my first time being able. To, first time we've done BMDD and probably a few years. So it was uh, it was a fucking blast. So nice. I woke up today first. I woke up with a hangover. I was like, I don't, because like, we've talked about before, you know, getting older. I don't drink that much. I usually drink, like, on the show, which today I'm not. I'm drinking water because, uh, you know, a little hungover today, still feeling the effects a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like I was trying to think. I'm like, when's the last time I really got drunk? Uh, you know, and I was just like, the only time, like, in the last, like, six months, I've only got drunk twice. And the last time was when we did that. We played Among Us with uh, with the group. And that was like October, and that was the last time I had a hangover and got drunk. So um, that was a bad one. That was a really bad one. Uh, I, I drink like I, I drink a whole twelve pack of Oktoberfest that night. So that was like a week after my breakup. So I was just like, I'm getting fucking drunk and I'm playing some fucking video games with my friends. And that was there you uh, go. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a bad. It was a, that was a really bad day. I was not in good shape at all that day. Uh, today I woke up just kind of like that, like a sluggish headache feel, but. uh Oh, that's been, you know, it's been a, a pretty good day. You know, it's been, it finally got nice out. It's a little chilly, but got finally the first time I've had a day off where the sun's been out not for in three weeks. So that was fucking great. So took Louie for a W-A-L-K. I don't know if he can, he, I can't, I don't think he can spell, but he can hear, I know he, can, he knows what that, that word means. Oh, but, uh, give it time. He'll get used to that. Yeah. 
because I used to yeah. have, I used to have another animal or something that would uh, literally know when I'm saying T R E A T. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. He, he's saying whenever I walk into the kitchen and he like, uh, I have his uh, his T R E A T on the uh, top of my microwave here, and whenever he hears the little container I keep him in, he fucking he knows. And every now and again, I'll, I'll walk in the in the kitchen and I'll bump the microwave and he and it rattles. He's like, oh, oh, oh he runs in. I got now I got to give him one. So uh, yeah, well, you know, it's been it's been a pretty good week overall. Um, but Gables, that is not why we are here. As much as we like bullshit and talk about our personal lives, um, this is uh, the Drunkers Podcast, episode four twenty. So smoke them if you got them. Uh, we're gonna do some. Uh, Gables is gonna do a bong rip um, here in any minute now. <laughs> I was gonna do like a like a like a imaginary bong rip, but I've never done smoked weed before, so I don't even know how it would work. I don't under, like how do how do you like do, do you light it from the top? Or is it from the bottom? I don't. Where do you put your mouth at? I don't know. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand the work. But anyways, uh, we're, uh, we're you know, primarily talk about video games. Uh, but before we get to that, real for, real fast, uh, this Wednesday uh, is the fifth and final part of our game of the generation podcast. For those of you, if you didn't watch it live when it happened, or if you didn't go back and like the whole thing has been on YouTube all month, but, uh, I broke it up for audio for audio listeners and for audio version, uh, into five parts. Cause it was over three hours long. So I, we've been releasing it, uh, every Wednesday for the, over the course of the month of March. So part five comes out then, and that'll be the finale of it. Um, and then that will end the March where we, you're getting 10 podcasts from us. Um, for the whole month of March. So uh, this is the 10th and final one. So it's been a crazy week. Um, and then also uh, we're recording this live right now, streaming this live on twitch.tv slash podcast. So give us a big uh, follow on there. Uh, and if you're not following us, you don't get the little, uh, you know, hit the bell button to get alert when we go live. You missed Gables and I on Friday playing It Takes Two together. Yeah. Um, which I, let's just jump into it right now, Gables. You and I, uh, I, I went, went ahead and picked. I actually, like, you've got, you've got a PS5. Yep. Uh, I went and picked up my, I had a pre order for it at GameStop when I picked it up. And I was just kind of, I always like to look around, like, the, the Funko Pops and all that shit. I'm like, I'm going to go look over the PS5 section, just see what, see what it looks like, you know, see how it's expanding. And they had there, I have not seen one, I have never seen one of these, um, like, I'll, I'll, they'll pop online and they go away. Like, the, the controllers have been, the controllers have been easier to find lately, but for yep. a while, the controllers are hard to find. The headset, like it's like trying to get an Xbox and our PS5 sure, at this yeah. point. Um, I've been trying to get Xbox Series X all week, uh, and I, I fucking can't get. Like I'll go. On, like, it's it's been impossible. But anyways, um, they uh, they had the headset which I'm wearing right now. Uh, the PS5 headset that uh, the PlayStation One uh, has like the 3D audio and all that. And then uh, they had the the PS5 camera. Uh, they had a used one there, so it was like it's like 40 bucks I think. And I had a 25 dollar gift card or 25 dollar in reward points. And okay. so I'm like, uh-huh. I went, went, I actually went and got my, my copy. I'm like, ah, I won't get it. I'm like, Tyron, you've been trying to get the headset since the fucking thing came out. Just fucking walk in and buy it. I'm like, yeah, I should. I don't know why I said, I don't talk to myself like that, but that's basically how I went. So I, um, I walked in I fucking, I, I, I walked back in. He's like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I want those. So I got those. And anyways, um, you, I hit, I hit you up. I'm like, Hey man, if you want, you know, whenever you want to play this. Uh, you just got there's a free trial, which I didn't I didn't know. I, I thought I had to send you a code or something like that to download it. Apparently, you can just go on the PlayStation Store or the Xbox Store, PC, whatever, and there's a free trial you can download. Yeah. But that person can only play it with their they're, they're invited to a game by someone that has a copy of the game. Right. Um, and I didn't realize this either. There's actually a next gen upgrade because you can't buy a PS5 or Xbox Series X version of the game. 
you can only buy an Xbox One or PS4 version, but there is a digital upgrade you can get to get to go up to PS5 or Xbox Series X. So um, that was pretty cool to see that. Uh, we both played that. We both played it. We played it for about three hours. Yeah, roughly um, three hours into it. Yep. Uh, so it was funny, Gables. You're like when when we stopped because it was like two in the morning my time. I had to get up yeah. to go my second job on Saturday. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, you're like, oh, we're probably we probably played through more than half of this game. I went and looked it up, Gables. I looked up how, like a walkthrough. Yeah. Just kind of like I would do that, just judge to see how far into a game I am. So we're about three hours in, according to this walkthrough, and a nine and a half hour long video. So we're about a third of the way through the game. We're on. Ch- we just started chapter four of nine. <laughs> so uh, we are not. I know. I, I heard this game was longer, but I'm like, oh, I didn't. I, didn't I heard it, it was like, like. And that's the thing, Tyler. I did a little bit of research too because I wanted to know exactly how far we got into it. Because I was reading articles saying this game was like a 14, 15 hour game. And I'm like, we did like about three hours of this damn thing. It felt like yeah. we were already halfway through it. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're I mean, I, I think you and I are both having a blast in this game. Um, <laughs> I, there's definitely, there's definitely down moments. And I think, I, I kind of, I, I think you felt it and I felt it mm. at some parts. Like the, um, I don't know how you feel. I think the story, the, the characters, the, the, um, I can't remember the, the May is the wife and I can't remember the dad's the husband, his name, but um, Rose is the daughter. Right. But um, I, I don't love the characters. I think part of the issue is because they're like, you know, so basically the story is, is like Rose is the daughter and the parents are getting divorced and she makes a wish and cries on these. She made these like hand make these clay dolls of her, of her parents and she makes a wish. And then this book of love she has her wish comes true. Like basically like they get sucked into these, these clay dolls and then they have to like travel to like they're basically like the honey i shrunk the kids but i shrunk the parents and they're trying to get to the daughter to make them put them back in their human bodies yeah. but this book is like making them work together it's like you can't be back into your human bodies until you fall in love again or whatever and it's just i think the problem is for me personally is like and the cutscenes is like the book is kind of annoying he's not kind of. I, I heard i heard people say I've, i heard a lot of people say like it seems like it's very much either like either he's hilarious to you or you're annoyed by him. And I, I'm on the I'm on the case of like I'm annoyed by him a little bit. And I feel like both of the parents are not very like they're they're both like they're just like they're not bad people, but like together they're like it's a it's a bad relationship. Or like separately they're probably good people, but together they're just bad, you know. And it's like you know I don't it's just not like either one of them when they when they talk and communicate together. What was your thoughts kind of like with with the parents and the relationship and with with the story so far? Well, you know, with the parents and the relationship and stuff like that, I thought it was, I thought it was like kind of forced in the beginning of it, where it kind of felt like, okay, these two are going to be going ahead and getting divorced and stuff because of this and that, you know, and like uh, obviously the daughter takes it very hard, you know, because any kid mm-hmm. would if like they yeah. knew both their parents are being divorced, but uh, the opening aspect where it's like when they're sucked into the clay dolls and stuff, they're doing things and they're trying to get everything else going, it's like. I thought the book in this entirety thing was pretty much annoying and not mm. just annoying, but like almost condescending and like really like uh, kind of really out there. But at the same time, I so far we're at that point in the story where I, I don't like the motivations of the parents either. It's like, Oh, and this is going to be a little miniature spoiler. So for those that want to skip ahead, like for about a couple minutes or something like that, then feel free to do so. But if you're listening live on Twitch, you can always just plug your ears. <laughs> yeah. Plug your ears for like a minute. All right. So three, two, one. So yeah, quintessentially it's like they want to make her cry on them yeah. in order to 
quintessentially get them back into their bodies. That's what they're thinking at this point in time in the story. Yeah. Which that in and of itself is like, that sounds, and Tyler, you hit the nail on the head when we were playing that game. That's really fucked up that they want to make their daughter yeah. cry in order to try to get them back into their bodies. Yeah, because yeah, that's what, yeah, they think that if their daughter cries on them again, they'll go back to their bodies. And it's like, right. the point we got to, it's like, so we're in chapter uh, chapter four. And the point we got to is like, she has her favorite doll. And you're like, we haven't got to like, we haven't got very, we haven't got to the, this part. We're at the very beginning of the chapter, but it's like, they like, oh, if we destroy that doll, she'll cry for sure. And it's like, you guys are fucking terrible. Yeah, like, exactly. You're, like, and like, uh, like you're, like, I think the husband says it, and then the wife, like, you're like, okay, she's like, I, I was hoping the wife would like, that's fucking awful. And she's like, she goes, you're a genius. I'm like, oh my god, like, you, like it sucks because like I'm enjoying the gameplay, for the most part. And it's like, but it's like the motivation behind what these people are trying to do is just awful. It's, it's like, so it makes it kind of hard awful, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's like, maybe, I mean, maybe that they're doing it on purpose. Maybe that's the point of it. Like there are bad people, like they're bad together, but maybe I don't know, I'm curious how it's going to go. Maybe it's different for, it's hitting us differently too. Where luckily for us, our parents are still together. So we didn't, we don't have it. We, you know, we are, you know, we didn't deal with the divorce right. of our parents as, as a kid or adult, adult or whatever. So maybe it's hitting differently. You know, and Rose is like an eight year old girl, but Jumping into the gameplay, Gables, what's your what's your thoughts so far on, on the game? I thought the gameplay was very smooth. Not only mm. that, but it was actually pinned. It was actually fairly accurate in the terms of when we were doing jumps, when we were doing like platforming actions, when we were attacking enemies. Obviously, you know, I thought the gameplay also worked pretty well too in terms of the co-op because we only had maybe a couple of drops here and there in terms of yep. the early couple levels, but after those flattened themselves out, we had a consistent experience to where we didn't have any type of lag or any type of uh, major dropouts for long periods of time. What I'm saying is, this is not like Resident Evil co-op multiplayer online. Yeah, Resident Evil 6. That is what I consider the lowest standard in terms of co-op multiplayer. Yeah. Co-op online multiplayer. But, yeah, we're like, we had like 20 drops in like a five-hour game. Yeah, and then not earning trophies, even though I completed mm-hmm. the level because someone dropped out. Yeah, I, I still yeah. get angry about that because that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you put in the work and you don't have the, you don't have the credit for it. Yeah, exactly. I, I would be pissed off too. But at the same point in time, I felt the gameplay was fairly good. I did love the aspect of the co-op things where it's like you had to require someone else to get like specific things done in a platform or something like that. Like, for example, the section when we were in the, the tool shed and stuff where oh, I had the yep. nails, you had the hammer, and pretty much I had to go through and uh, throw nails at a specific like boards and stuff for you to platform, use that hammer to swing across and go through a specific platform to solve a puzzle, like step on a switch or take out a group of enemies or whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I also thought in terms of like gameplay too, the boss battles that we have encountered so far, fairly creative. There was one boss... I feel like that was fairly annoying, which I kind of felt was the the second boss in the tool shed. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the toolbox. <laughs> well, the toolbox. Yeah, the toolbox with the freaking buzz saws, like, cutting through the platforms yeah. and this and that. It's like, you and I did have a bit of a hard time with that one because yeah. we kept dying, and at the same time, we kept, our platform kept getting smaller and stuff, and so yeah. I had a hard time trying to angle to try to shoot the weak point on top of the damn toolbox because they would launch me in the air, right? And it gives you that indication like, oh, yeah, you could do more than two shots or whatsoever in this. And I basically would, I counted it like one, two, and then when I try to do a third shot to try to angle it in, there's some invisible barrier where there's like a gap that you 
could potentially throw something through. Yep. And I ended up the hitbox is off. Yeah, yeah. the hitbox is off for that thing. But uh, but I'll tell you what, man. It's like the best moment. The best moments I feel like that we had so far was when we went into that tree. That whole yes. section. Yeah. That whole section was some of the craziest shit I think I've played inside of a uh, inside of a game in quite some time. It was just a little cues, you know. It's like the woodland animals inside the trees, like the freaking squirrels against the wasps. Yeah. Yes, it's so great. And like the, the like, I remember it's like it's like the music was like so subtle. Like the fly, the bumblebees would come on whenever they, whenever the bumblebees, whenever the wasps would show up. And yep. oh my, yeah, that game, it's just a game of like awesome moments. There's definitely like some weird moments, like when we're like we're like the, the floating parts and stuff like that. Like there's some like down moments I think in there, but it's like. Man, like I think it's more like letting it breathe. And it's like okay, let's get to the next part here. Let's get to, like, but it's like yeah, the moment to moment stuff. I think nine percent of the time Dude. when it comes to gameplay has been fucking fantastic. Inside that tree, man, there were moments where we thought to ourselves, like, did Yasif or some smoke something during the making of yeah. this game? I mean, Jesus Christ, it seems like a big old fever dream. Like someone was on an LSD trip because at yeah. one moment we're flaunt, we're like uh, in a vehicle, you know, we're like going down this like uh river or whatsoever towards at like, the bottom of the tree and then the next moment we're on top of this fucking cosmic whale or something like that going through yeah going through the top portion going into where the wasp nests are at you know to try to battle through that and i'll tell you what man it's like the boss inside of that wasp's nest that was it was definitely annoying for sure but at the same time it was only annoying because we didn't know the procedure of how you had to go yeah. through it because we would damage it initially, but then all of a sudden, these wasps would repel like a shield or something like to, to protect the robot queen and this and none of that. But uh, the last portion we couldn't really figure out right away until I went through on the rail and noticed that oh, hey, we can I can actually go through and throw honey on the back of this damn thing too. Mm-hmm. But uh, from from that experience on to that escape sequence, God, dude, that fucking escape sequence. Like, I'm yes. driving the plane, and all of a sudden, I see the damn, the head squirrel or something like that battling you on top of this thing, and it's taken directly out from fucking Street Fighter. <laughs> yes, it's so fucking, I ended up having a Street Fighter, dude, that, I like, I went back and I watched that part, because, like I said, I streamed it, it's, the whole thing's on our YouTube channel as well, uh, youtube.com slash truck nerds, uh, go up there, look it up, but there, it's like about two, I'm gonna clip it out and put it up separately, because that moment was so fucking hype and so awesome. I think like both you and I were like, holy shit. Like we like jumped up like out of excitement for how fucking cool that moment. Like I'm like, it just went from like, <laughs> you're, you're flying a plane. I'm shooting on top to this guy jumps on our, our on the plane and it just turns to a, a 2d fucking, uh, yeah. Street fighter match. I'm like, Oh my God, this is incredible. And the fucking squirrel through Hadouken. Yeah, oh shit, that's right, dude, you're duking at me. Squirrel threw a duke in and stuff and looked like almost like a fucking nut. Yeah. Oh, man, it was great. And it's like it, they even had like a, like a fatality at the end, too. Was, oh. oh, my God. Yeah. The, the, I, I, go ahead. Um, to finish up, I definitely have enjoyed playing like uh, It Takes Two so far. I can't wait till we do eventually get back to it plug away at it until we eventually finish it i want to see this game through all the way to the end the yeah. story the story at parts can be a little bit muddled it definitely is fucking dark in places mm-hmm. there's corpses of fucking squirrels there's like yeah, all right. shit you know but uh 
Oh my god, in that fucking, uh, what was that thing that exploded or something like that? Oh, we had the, there was the boss battle inside, one of the boss battles, like, even before we went to the tool shed, where we were facing off against a vacuum, right? Oh yeah! And the darkest moment came where we had to go and take these suction, like, things in the vacuum, and we had to suck the vacuum's eyes out, dude! Yeah, it's, yeah, like, the, the, the arms of the, or the, the hose of the vacuum, yeah. and, like, he's, like, you know, he's trying to suck us in and all that. We end up taking his arms and putting him in his eyes, and he fucking sucks his own. It's like, both of us are like, what This was fuck? horrifying. Yeah, this was ter- – oh, my God. I'm like – what's crazy about this game is, like, it's almost like a Pixar-esque type art style, but it's also, like, um, realistic, like, looking at the same time. Some of the, like – I remember when we were walking through the tree and we found the wasp nest, but, like, just on – I was standing on the ledge. I'm like, this is gorgeous the way this game like it's it's like oh, realism no but also like with a pic, with a Pixar like kind of twist to it. That uh, yeah, yeah, it's view, yeah, that first view that giant wasp nest that looked like a city vista inside the distance. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, it was stunning. Uh yeah, I this this game has been some of the most fun, I mean like I was talking about like last night doing the BMD that was like some of the most fun I've had. This is one of the most, like, this is probably my most fun gaming experience I've had. In a very long time, probably really since we did a way out together. Yeah, and that was like tw- I think twenty eighteen, um, eighteen or so. Yeah, yeah, I think it was twenty eighteen. Uh, but I mean that I mean we had a, a blast playing the game. But it was, it was it was. I think a lot of it was like we loved those characters. That story was really good for what it was. And you know the, the gameplay elements like it was just it was us working together. All that was fun. This like this is like a legitimately really great platformer. I think, and just on top of like we need to work together. And it's like like if this game feels like a, a mario game where you you do something for a section they give you the add this element to a game you do it for an hour or so and then you like it you go on to the next thing you have a new power you know it's like in, in mario galaxy 2 when you have like oh you, you have the rock ability you're gonna do that for a few levels then it's gone you move on to the next ability you know now you have this now you're this or you have you're, you're a bumblebee in these levels or that like there's constantly throwing new elements at you and then changing it and they add new things so like one level where you know you i have a hammer and then you have the nails, and then the next one I have uh, hover boots, or I have boots that I can change. I can walk on walls and shit like that, and you can get bigger or smaller. Yep. And just constantly adding and changing things. It's like us working together, figuring out our abilities, all that. Like it's 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 been incredible. Like I love like it just how well it works together. Like there's no lag. That like us like the communication and like you know of us being able to do all these figures out really well has been awesome. Like I love the part like when you, you were kind of mentioning about like uh, there's one section where like you had to like. You only have you can only hold three nails, but there was like there's this platforming thing, and you had to hit like shoot the nail to like make the platform come out so that I could jump on it. Mm-hmm. But you had to do it while like you had to like bring back almost like uh, like in God of War when he could throw the hammer and bring it back. You, you can do the same thing with your nails, yep. and you throw the nail. You, you you throw your nail. I jump on the first platform. You throw the second nail. I jump on the next platform. And then there was a section where I had a wall jump, like jump wall jump. And then when I jumped off this wall. You had to retract the, the other wall yep. and then shoot really fast up and make a platform and then you jump on. And just how fluid that whole thing worked out. Where I saw that, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a bitch. And I think we got it on the second try. We got it like, on the second like, try. Just how, <laughs> yeah, I mean, A, you did an awesome job. But B, it was just like how well, like, I mean, that, that shit needs to work well, especially playing online with lag oh, or shit. just us you know, knowing what we needed to do. Like, it was, it worked so well. And then, like, just us working together on, like, we got a little something, I think, on the, on the the one with the space with the boots and the but it's just because we didn't understand we had to be like because there's like different like areas you can go to but we didn't realize we had to be in the same area at the same time we Absolutely. thought we could just go off on our own but we actually had to work together but it's like how well it works like us because like a way out like you can 
I mean, we had to work together and stuff like that on certain things, but it was like, it wasn't as like, you didn't have to be as fluid with it. You didn't have to be as like timely about it. But this one, being a platformer, because this is what it is, it's, a, it's a really a platformer. Um, you know, and it was just different, you know, scenarios thrown in. And it's just every everything they do is works so well. And it's really fun. Like, I like a way out was I, I talk I, I've talked about many times before. That game was like a six point five seven style game, but because I'm playing it with you and I'm playing with a friend, like that, if I was playing with a rando online, it would be it'd be whatever. But playing yeah. with a friend is what makes that game so great. Like that that's why it was in my top ten of twenty eighteen. Is like that game went from that game went to an eight point five. Just playing with you and how well we work together. But this game is like it's so much more fun. It's so much so much it's so much a better game. Like yeah, the story in a way out I think is way better, but I think yeah. the game and you know, the, I mean, eighty five percent of the game of so far it takes two is the is actually playing the game and fifteen percent story, which has been great because like the story is definitely the downside so far. But the moments in this game have been great. Like yeah, like us having the fight, uh, having the the Street Fighter fight, and then like finding some of the the challenge games you can do. And Gable's continually like I'm winning. I won the tug. We had a tug of war one. I won that one. Just like I won the arm wrestling contest in the last game, we had What's an epic. Hilarious. What's hilarious about it is even during our playthrough of a way out and stuff, it was the button mashing mini game that yeah. you end up winning those ones yeah. too. But you yes. win everything else. <laughs> I won everything else except for the button. Mashing. And it wasn't close. It wasn't <laughs> close. Gables kicks my ass every time in uh, Connect Four. Anything, any other game we played, he in would the beat me. Game. <laughs> Ar- yeah, archery game. Yeah, shooting hoops. He beat me in that. But this one, like, yeah, I won the arm wrestling with the buttons mashing. And then, like, there the, the couple of them were kind of – there was that one uh, – yeah, the archery game in this one. I I won the first one, but it was, like, barely. But, like, I think it was, like, two to nothing and then, or two to one or something like that. understanding what the targets had to do. And I, it was basically I had to go through shoot the targets and make sure they go all the way back to your side and stuff because I think, oh, okay, I'll just shoot a couple of these ones. I'm just getting points or something like that throughout there. But, no, you have to yeah. literally push them all the way to the yeah. side. Yeah, and when, and when Gables figured out, like, he, like, I mean, that game, well, I like that game because basically, like, once you got the momentum in that game, you just, I mean, there's no, you couldn't get out of it, you know? You're just fucked. So you got like three. You got three targets coming at me, and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm hitting those, and like five more pop. I'm like, I'm just fucked. And like, I just got my ass whooped the next game. I'm like, because we were doing best two out of three in every game. I'm like, you know what? It's one to one, but you kick my. You beat me so bad. Yeah, it was like fifteen nothing. I'm like, no, I'm good. That was not even fun. Like you, like it was one to one and wins, but you whipped my ass so bad in the second game. You just you you won. That it was not fun. Uh, that was the one I really didn't like. I mean, the other ones were fun, and you won, but that one I just did not have any fun in. Because um, it just, yeah, it, it, it once it just, yeah, it gets so bad. But anyways, that, I mean, it's like moments like that is awesome. Um, you know, just, yeah, like I said, like we, we've gone on about it, but I, yeah, that game was just, it's so much fun, the moment-to-moment gameplay and just all the scenarios you get into, and there's definitely some down point, but I love, like, even in, like, the the moon, like, the space one, the th- chapter three we did with the with the boots and everything, like, those puzzles were really cool. I really liked those puzzles. Like the other ones was like uh, more about timing. This one, like, these ones we really had to work together on and figure out. Like we actually had to like stop and kind of think about. Like the other ones were like, yep. all right, just do it really fast. But these ones were, like, okay, no, we really got to work together and kind of figure. Like we actually had, like really solve some puzzles here. Like put, all right, we had to do this. Go here. You had to. All right, you had you need to stand here. I need to stand here. You need to jump. Or I need to do like it was. Just, it's it was incredible, um, but yeah, I, I I'm having a blast with the game. Yeah, I can't wait to get back to it because that's a. Uh, mm-hmm. It's fucking it's it's fun. Um, 
really fast. The only other game I, I played this week is I got back into Fortnite. Um, I, I do this every so often. I get back into like it's just I, I've been like because like I've been that gaming slump for a while, and it's just like I just need a game I can just jump into that's not Madden, and I can just fuck around it. And like I don't need to like, jump serious. Like I don't, I don't need a story game. I don't, I don't really need to chat. Like so like in Fortnite, I like uh, I went in and just redownloaded it, and I was like. The PS5 update came out a little while back. I'm like, oh, I'll check it out, whatever. And then I, they had the John Wick skin out. I'm like, oh, I love John Wick. So I'm like, fuck yeah. So I've been, I jumped back in that and playing that. I've, I've gotten, I played like probably 10, 15 games. Um, I've gotten in the top five like six, seven times actually. And I've, I've never won a game, but I got three times now. I've gotten to the top, I've been in the final two. And uh, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm like, I'm actually like, because before like I'd hide forever. And then I get to like the top ten, and then I, I would know I never get any kills. I might get one kill in a dozen games. I'm actually like every game I'm getting like multiple kills. I'm getting two, three, four kills, and like I'm, I'm doing well in scenarios where I'm getting in a, a battle with somebody. Or before I like I said like it's like I'm terrible at online games, and I'm actually like competitive now. Like I, I'm always like when like once I get to like because I can't build or anything. Once I get to like the final guy, it's like. This guy's just building shit and like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm out of my element here. And like, I got really close to winning one today, actually, but I get getting my first battle royale, but I ended up losing. But I'm having fun. It's definitely more fun before, than before because I'm actually like being competitive and I feel like I'm actually doing something instead of like, I'm going to hide for 20 minutes, get to the final 10 and then die. You know, now I'm actually like, I'm going to, I'm getting like, I'm going to hide for a little bit, stock up on shit and then go out there. And when it gets down to like 50 people, go out and start. Uh, head hunting a little bit so uh that's all i've been really playing other than uh it takes two this week what about you gables all right so because i purchased the ps5 i decided the first thing i wanted to do when i set everything up is i wanted to try out astro's playroom astro's playroom this is a game that i heard from various youtubers checked out various like uh, videos and stuff and people have been recommending hey if you buy a ps5 Play Astro's Playroom first. Gives you a good feel of the features of the DualSense. Mm-hmm. It shows you the possibilities that can lead to what potentially the future of the PS5 will curtail in terms of game design. So I took their advice, started playing Astro's Playroom. I played a little bit of a chunk at a time. And you know what? You're speaking about Mario games earlier in regards to It Takes Two. Astro's Playroom feels like a Nintendo game absolutely feels like a Nintendo game. From the collectibles to the level design, the various gimmicks throughout each level. In and of itself, the length of the entire game, I went through this game in around three days tops. Six hours was my estimated total. So throughout my experience, there I experienced a whole bunch of fun moments in that regards. The game itself, as a piece of in its like cohesive uniform, I feel is very solid in terms of a platformer. I loved all the fan service in terms of classic PlayStation franchises. It didn't matter whether or not it was like something major like God of War or Uncharted, or even something as niche like say Gravity Rush or like uh, even like Parappa the Rapper or even like Patapon and like Eco and Shadow of the Colossus. There was so many different Easter eggs referencing back over the what is it now over the 20 some odd year like almost 30 uh, years almost 30 years of history of the playstation and what's interesting about it is like the the whole playstation started off in 94 and here we are in 2021 
all these game experiences, all these different things. It's like it was cool seeing all those references, and it was even more so cool collecting all those artifacts, seeing the history of Sony's PlayStation and of itself from the humble beginnings of the original PlayStation and like the things like the dual like like the multi-tap from the PS1 or the PS2 seeing things like as obscure as like the PSP with its accessories in regards to its camera feature or in, or even in terms of like say even the more recent Sony iteration of things like the PlayStation VR or even the PS5 the headset and like whatsoever if you could think of it in regards to what's mentioned hardware wise for the playstation it's there from specific models to the ps2 and the ps3 to even like things that obscure like say the pocket station and that what's kind of interesting is when you go through to do the checklist of the artifacts it's a pocket station that you go through and what that was initially was something that uh, almost was akin to like PlayStation's version of like a Tamagotchi machine, where it's like you could play little miniature games or something on this device. But uh, I felt the level design inside Astro's Playroom was very reminiscent of the structure of a Mario, the 3D Mario game. You had specific checkpoints, you had specific types of uh, amount of collectibles you could do for each iteration of the stage. What I liked about it is it's separated into four chunks, right? So you have one that represents the specific portion. Like all four of these parts represent a specific technical portion of, say, like uh, the PlayStation machines or even computers in general. So you have the GPU or you have the memory, you have the cooling, and so on and so forth. So there are four particular quadrants, each of which have like around, well, they have two artifacts apiece. They have a a bunch of little puzzle pieces that you got to collect but you also got these like uh yeah so the two artifacts are the main things like in a mario game you collect a power star that's it for like that but for these individual levels and stuff you collect two artifacts alongside a specific amount of pieces then you go on to the next They're, they were all in sequence there were four levels inside of the sequence of one so you had that for each stage there was a couple of miniature bosses here and there but I really love the final portion of the game to where I got to the final boss, and it's quintessentially, it's the tech demo of the original PlayStation that they initially pitched for, like, the graphical fidelity and stuff. And you're facing this dragon, dude. You're facing this dragon, like, first thing as, like, the final boss. And the thing about it, it's one of those bosses where you go into, like... There's a, a like a final form after you defeat it for the first time. So you go through the specific patterns, you go through, and you have to uh, attack its eye and do this other shit, all this other crap and stuff. But uh, I felt this game was so good that I, after I beat the game, I wanted to get everything in it. It's one of those few games where I played it, I loved it, I want to see everything inside this game, and I completed it. I completed nice. every stage. I got the Platinum Trophy. And lo and behold, this is my 25th Platinum. Very cool. From the the trophy's initial inception from like 2009, 2010, all the way up to about 2021. I love the fact that I was able to play through this game. I enjoyed it. Had no issues hardly at all with it. And what's interesting is like I love the aspect, like the implementations of like how the DualSense would work. Like, you have the little gyroscope functions, but I love yep. the adaptive triggers inside the back. 
especially during the parts where you had to use the bow. Because I have, for the people watching at home through Twitch, there were some portions like with the bow, assessed, like the bow weapon that you would get in certain levels, where even if you went through and like just gently tapped like the uh, adaptive triggers, that they would initially just like uh, dictate how hard like you would pull the string back of the bow and then how far the thing would go, or even when it comes to climbing up a specific level as like one of the monkey bots or something that you went into. Like, there were some specific platforms where if you did it all the way down with the adaptive trigger, it would crumble the rock and you would fall down on the level or whatsoever. But if you did it just slightly, you could actually climb up it without breaking the rocks and that. I loved that element of detail. I can tell right away that some of these gimmicks are probably not going to be used as readily as some people may believe. But I felt that this was this game was more than a tech demo. I thought it was a fantastic way of having a full concrete game built into your system, a la like launch games of the past. And I felt that this is definitely an experience where if you are even interested in purchasing a PS5, if you know you're going to get one, or you know that this exists, but you haven't gotten to it because you've been playing games, like, say, like Dark Souls or whatsoever, give it a try. Honestly, it's a solid platformer. More people need to play and experience it. Yeah. With that being said, there is another game that I have been playing on the PlayStation 5, and that's Bug Snacks. Oh, cool. So, Bug Snacks, that's the game that released late last year. It was a PS4, PS5 release, and it was one of the first games that I picked up through the PlayStation app before I had my PS5. So, I had that for free. I had that version. I wanted to go through and play it as soon as I got a PS5. And so, with luck would have it, me getting it, I downloaded it, and I've been playing it for at least a good solid past couple of days. As far as bug snacks are concerned, I have close to around 50% of the little creatures and stuff like that. I will say this. In terms of gameplay, I understand the premise of what you need to do. You have to go through an investigation of figuring out why like this main, this main adventurer has gone missing, Lisbert. And by doing so, you have to go through and help these grumbles, these people that they call grumbles, right? All of them go back to, like, a Snacksburg and stuff like that. But in order to do so, you have to help them out in specific scenarios. You have to feed them specific, like, bug snacks, like, specific of this creature or that creature. Every area that I've gone into so far, there's been a specific gimmick. Kind of akin to, like, other types of uh, similar adventure games. Or, okay, here's the area where this is the desert one. This is the beach one. This is the one where it's, like, a forest or something. And then you... And then there's, like, one that has, like, all the ice stuff, you know? And it's, like, you have specific gimmicks with that. And a lot of the bug snacks that you do encounter are definitely themed after specific things. I think one of my favorites from the early game has been Bunger. Because it's kind of funny. Because uh, every time he walks along, you just hear this, Bunger, 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 Bunger. <laughs> they say their name. They say their name. Kind of like how the old Pokemon anime used to be, where it's, like, if you have a Charmander, he'll say his name, Charmander, or whatever the hell. But, Char. uh... <laughs> exactly. But, in terms of these little creatures, it's cool how creative a lot of them look, because they're, they're like, taken after specific foods or specific plants. Like, uh, you have... 
you have these particular types of uh, like bug snacks that are called like snack pods or whatsoever, and they're themed after like specific like bags of like like consumable food. Like one's potato chips, one's like pretzels, and the other one is like uh, something else entirely or whatsoever. But it's it's just basically a bag, a different colored bag or something with a chip logo on it with eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the characters in uh, Bug Snacks that I've encountered so far, they're very stereotypical of, like, certain archetypes. Like, you'll have these, this famous singer that's been, like, over, like, uh, that had this one-hit wonder and stuff, and she's trying to find her muse so she can do, like, a smash it again. You have this one grumble that basically is, like, a... almost like a freedom-loving hippie, right? Where it's, like, he wants to not eat the Bug Snacks, but he wants to raise them like his family and stuff like that. And obviously that gets into certain conflicts with some of the residents of the Grumbles and stuff. Then we have, like, a farmer who is at odds with the dude that uh, is saving these bug snacks like his family or whatsoever. And consistently he does his farming stuff. He actually plants some of the bug snacks, which I don't know how the fuck this works, but he grabs some of the bug snacks. Like, uh, there's this one that I collected and gave to him. Let's see. It's basically a cross between a pineapple and a tarantula. Tarantula. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It was so funny when he catches. He's like Panchala. <laughs> <laughs> he like it's a freaking bug snack where he's like buried in the ground, and you basically had to find another bug snack in order to dig him out. Cause you have to have another bug snack within a crapple in order to try to go through and dig him out. It's literally a crab that has apple slices. Crab it's, apple, dude. Like I said before, the creativity of the bug snacks in this game is amazing. I, I understand a lot of the basic premises of what they are there's some that are not really that good like not really all that inspiring like say the potato chip freaking bug snack or like the one is literally like a coca-cola can that's floating across this little river whatsoever it's like dr sodi or something like that <laughs> but what i've done so far inside of this game is there have been elements where i've been able to easily use my gadgets and stuff in order to capture some bug snacks there have been opportunities where I've had to use them creatively. Like, there's this one tool that I have as like a launching pad, right? And, and so I throw it on the launching pad, and I discover, okay, if I put the capture pod on top of it, and then I launch that thing, I can actually catch flying, like, bug snacks and stuff in the yeah. air. Because the thing about it is, once you catch them, you have, a like, a 10-second time limit in order to retrieve that thing before they break out. But it all depends like on particular bug snacks like there's some bug snacks that are on fire that if you capture them the whole capsule's fucking on fire <laughs> and so when you try to grab it you're all on fire too and you just start running maniacally or something like that or there was this one bug snack that i was trying to catch he was basically like a like a walking a gigantic walking popsicle right where it was like he was walking on all fours or something like that but every time i try to capture him he'd freeze me in place. And I had to press a square button in order to try to break out and do this and do that. But uh, I'm now at the point where I'm in this mountain range, right, with all the these ice bug snacks and stuff. And then you have the random fire bug snack that's flying in the air that's like a freaking s'mores encounter like bug or whatsoever. And there's like a freaking walking Oreo around this area too called Quookie. <laughs> Not Cookie, but Quookie. K W O O I E. <laughs> Cute. 
It's just a walking fucking Oreo and stuff, but you have to try to capture him, give to one of the grumbles in order to him to get back to the village. I'd eat him immediately. Oh, God, yeah, I know, right? That's just a freaking just like walking cookie all around. But uh, there are elements of frustration I have encountered. There are some bug snacks where if you didn't think about doing things like uh, in a specific way, you're going to be stuck trying to capture specific portions. Like, for example, when I try to capture Bunger, that freaking uh, walking hamburger patty, I had to go through and through trial and error had to lure him with uh, like things of ketchup. So I have a slingshot, right, that will fire certain condiments when I switch into. Like there's condiments for ketchup, like for ranch, for chocolate, and I believe like for hot sauce as well. And I haven't gotten the cheese, but there's apparently cheese sauce somewhere in here too. But uh, I lured him with ketchup and there was like another bunger over there. And so basically when both bunger face see each other with the ketchup and stuff, they go and they headbutt each other and knock each other out. And I can go through and catch them that way. So some of the fun is figuring out what these guys will do, how you capture them. But it can be frustrating, especially there was a part when I went through that sand canyon or something for the first time. And there was damn bug snacks setting me on fire because they didn't like me being there. And so here I am, like, like uh, going past the same thing. I see these little, these little popcorn like bug snacks like running across the ground, and I figure, okay, how am I get, how am I gonna set this thing on fire in order for them to pop up? And so the first thing happens is like I see this bug snack shoot fire, set me a flame. I run into the other bug snacks, these little popcorn kernels. They pop, and all of a sudden I end up turning around. Just in time for the whole timing thing of the fire like to be put out, and I end up catching both of these little bug snacks. <laughs> but uh, I feel like this game is definitely worthy of me playing it through all the way to the end. Now I'm thinking about playing it after I get done off of the air because it's like it nice. definitely is fun. It has that Pokemon sort of factor to where you want to go through and catch them all. But there's this hidden there's like this hidden like dark secret or something inside this that they kind of allude to little hints and pieces and so like mentions of maybe cannibalism mentions of maybe this or that so it is definitely one of those games where you see the initial trailer there's something darker underneath like what's going on in terms of this whole whimsical like uh like kid-friendly sort of style or whatsoever but uh, what i will say is is like when you do feed some of the grumbles and stuff, they'll, their body parts change to that specific thing they ate. And so, quintessentially, I fully customized the mare, like Philbo is his name. <laughs> and he, there's basically an achievement, right, where if you feed him, like, a bunger, a frider, which is basically a spider, but that's basically made of fries, <laughs> and you have that Dr. Sodi and stuff like that, you have a combo meal, that trophy unlocked. And so, here he is, he's got a burger for a head, he's got these fry arms or something like that, and he has a fucking soda, like, like a body or whatsoever. It, it was just, I have a photo of him that I took on my PS5, but it is fucking disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's pretty much what I've been gaming for this week. Very cool, Gables. I'm glad you joined the new console. Oh my God. Um, well, moving on here, not a lot going on uh, this week. There's some some stuff, but it's it's kind of it's kind of a mediocre week. Uh, but this is a one you uh, said to me earlier, mm-hmm. kind of about um, you know uh, DRM issues with digital games with the with the PlayStation and the three and uh, four. Uh, so basically, um, this is an article article here from IGN, uh, but it pretty much reads as uh, 
seems uh, it, that if your a PS3 is unable to connect to Sony servers or that the battery powering its internal clock is dead uh, or has a low charge, you won't be able to access any digital games on PS3. Includes PS1 classics, PS3 digital downloads, um, and some games just turn into a trial uh, trial version, which is a, what basically a demo of sorts. I guess this happened to a couple people. Or one person uh, specifically who was uh, he's a YouTuber. Uh, this happened to him. He's not able to access any of his digital games. Yep. Um, uh, but also, this is something that uh, might be an issue on the PS4, um, where it also might affect your your physical games as well. Where if the, if the internal clock in your console dies, uh, the basically uh, PS game uh, PlayStation games working on your PS4, it's it's like because of the way the trophies work, uh, mm-hmm. that the ha- the internal clock has to be working for for you to be able to play games on them. Uh, so if the battery dies in uh, the PS4, then you won't be able to play any of your games. Uh, you won't be able to connect to the server and be able to play even your, uh, you know, especially anything digital. Um, so it's kind of a, a, an issue like with, with just, uh, a couple, like maybe potentially like something that my got, we don't know. I mean, this is one person this happened to. Um, I mean, obviously it's a, it's a YouTuber, so it's, it's getting more publicity than if it was you or I. Um, but you know, this is kind of a big issue going on. You know, there's always been a DRM and about, uh, the future of like, you know, uh, games, especially how we are now in this digital age. Um, I mean, you're the one. You want you're the one who brought this up to me. I'm kind of curious what your opinion on all this is. All right. So, the main discussion that's being held in the gaming community, especially over the past ten years, with this ongoing advent of the digital game slowly taking over in terms of less physical media, more so the digital uprising in that regards, is the preservation of classic video games on those systems. We've already went through a generation to where we've had digital shops full-on close without any element of not only rebuying them or even potentially re- like re-downloading them. Mm. I'm talking about specific points with Nintendo in terms of their Wii Virtual Console. Same thing with DSi too, isn't it? Yes. Especially for like the Nintendo DSi's storefront in that regards. So before I continue further, let me just say that Sony, the company Sony has not went through and confirmed any of these stores are closing these are basically from a like an insider that has a lot of like apparently various information to know that is trickling out these this knowledge and stuff to all the major gaming journalism sites like say your IGNs your Kotaku's your Polygons and stuff so there is some there may be some truth to what he is saying but we haven't heard an official announcement yet from Sony Computer Entertainment in regards to whether if these shops are closing down but keeping that in mind let's go ahead and discuss the topic here at hand so my overall thoughts and opinions about it is in terms of the ps3 drm i absolutely do not like the idea that the eternal clock and the server tie in to whether or not you can play games that you have purchased from the playstation 3 or even like the psp or the vita storefront because with this in mind and stuff, let's say if you have like just digital only games on these devices, if that specific, there's like a GPO or something like that. There's like a specific computer chip or a certain part of the PS3 that is linked and that will eventually fade over time to connecting to the, like the servers or even like to try to check for like time. I was watching the same YouTube video that I initially came across that IGN article. So that was the YouTuber that was cited, quintessentially from that. And this guy, this YouTuber, 
he owns a PS3. He knows others that have like similar types of issues in regards to connecting with a specific type of GPO. Them going out and then not being able to play certain content, like say from their digital content and stuff. And he has reached through on Twitter in regards to Sony's customer service, like the PlayStation customer service. It's like, hey, I like what am I supposed to do in that regards to the digital game purchases and stuff. But what the issue is is like for the PlayStation Three, you will not be able to play specific digital games that you purchased say if the server goes down tomorrow let's say let's say that does go down tomorrow and you're not able to go through and connect onto there to like not only check like the time the eternal clock which that's what's also tied into it as well alongside the servers you would not be able to play your digital content that you've purchased on your ps3 as far as physical games are concerned yes you're able to pop in your disc go through and play those games natively and you wouldn't have issues with it the biggest ticking time bomb i feel out of this entire things has to resolve around has to revolve around the playstation 4 now for those that haven't invested inside of the playstation 5 yet and stuff it's like sony is not going through and closing down the playstation 4's storefront anytime soon there isn't enough consoles for the ps5 to go through it's still early on in its first year in terms of like its initial launch and stuff but worth if say come five maybe seven years down the line the playstation stores but the playstation 4 that storefront gets closed down here's the scenario that we have this same problem will occur inside the drm this denuvo sort of thing on the ps4 as well only it's worse in that retrospect currently at this moment in time there is nothing set in place to where if say your ps4 cannot connect into this internal clock or to their servers if say they're shut down that you would be able to play a lot of your physical games in that in that retrospect i am freaking angry in that regards to that possibility because look at this for example it's like say if you have someone that has invested a lot of physical games for the playstation 4 like myself i have close to over 50 some odd ps4 games a lot of which I can play on my PS5. I have the PS5, so at least I'm able to play those games when I want. But speaking of retro collectors that want to play games down the line, like say like another five years or so, when the PS4 becomes that niche, like obsolete console that you'll look back on and whatsoever, and people will grow nostalgic of it and want to play those games, like say down the line and stuff for preservation purposes or just to relive something, they're out of luck. Because unless Sony were to address this correct, like, in, well, let's see. I need to really uh, gather my thoughts here because I'm starting to stumble over a couple of ideas at once, like I generally do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unless Sony comes out with something that's going to patch some portion, some portions to where their customers will be able to play specific content that they have purchased either physically or digitally on both not just the playstation 3 or the playstation 4 but i'm talking about also the psp and the vita because you have major people that still love playing their vita hardcore even though the console is discontinued even though yeah there's still development team there's still development like small developers going through and developing games specifically for the vita as well but Overall, it's like, this is a major problem in terms of game preservation in and of itself. 
before you have video games, you have systems, you can go back to them or some and play them if you have like specific cards or specific discs. But the biggest problem we have right now with digital games is there's a lack of preservation in terms of classic games. When the servers go down and you have DRM, say like the PS3s, to where currently you're not able to play like digital games that you've purchased on there because of these specific GPO chips that will wear out over time that will not connect onto the server or connect to the internal thing, the internal clock to check things, you know, it is definitely a major problem that we have to go through. And Sony has to go through directly and address to not only their consumer base, but also try to future proof of this not happening in that regards. Even though there are other rumors suggesting that there may potentially be something that they are going to be trying to address soon through like specific patent that was like through God, November of last year. Yeah, in I heard regards about that to too. like an emulation sort of thing in regards to emulating old games and then specific trophy stuff. It wasn't really brought up as predominantly back then because it was something kind of small and stuff because that kind of was buried underneath what was going on with the PlayStation 5 and how hard that thing was to try to get. But when it comes to the actual emulation stuff, they may have an answer probably sooner rather than later, especially since this whole thing in regards to the whole backwards compatibility thing with Sony has been going on now for a while. I would suggest even like in regards to the whole launch of the PlayStation 4, backwards compatibility has been a thing because of them cutting off people from not using their physical PS3 discs or their digital games due to various stuff. But as we were talking right now, I just got a notification in terms of PS5 stuff in regards to another stock thing. So I'm just going to say, hey, anyone that's watching right now on Twitch, if you want to go on Amazon and get a digital PS5, have at it. There you go. <laughs> Breaking cool. news live on the podcast. <laughs> we are a gaming podcast. Anyway, <laughs> break that's news. pretty that's pretty much what I've had through it. It's like what do you think about it, Tyler? Um so I uh, I I I heard somebody not uh not too long, I didn't really look into it, but I heard I heard heard about heard about this. Uh and then I was when I was kinda of in the same boat when I was like, Alright, that's that's pretty shitty. That's not like okay, like not be able to like connect the servers, but I looked into it. I read the article. And it's something, this is something that's can be easily be as a replaceable part. Like this is something right. that can easily be fixed. So I think that kind of counteracts that whole this whole issue where it's like we see like right now like Nintendo doesn't fix Super Nintendo doesn't fix sixty fours, but well, you can yeah, go you true. can send it to somebody and have it fixed for a price. And does that suck? Yeah, but I mean that's just just everything technology in general. Everything breaks down eventually. It's gotta get fixed. Um, so I mean, and it sounds like something something you can easily. I mean, if you're somewhat tech savvy couple of youtube videos you can watch i mean justin i've talked to him like he doesn't know shit about didn't know shit about shit as far as like tech fixing anything and he's solder he's bought a soldering case fixed his own games he's fixed his own consoles before uh several times and like i mean so it's it doesn't seem like it's a ma- as major an issue as it can be it's as annoying yes do it is it i and wonder if there's something they didn't see who know could probably didn't think about that idea of like a, the internal clock dies can't play the game that's probably who knows they it's an oversight or maybe they just like okay that's an issue 10 15 years down the line as far as what it could be and then also we're at now we're like you now playstation is doing the backwards compatibility with ps4 it's like i think it's more of an issue like with all this where like you look at sony and playstation where like they were not very forward thinking with 
this whole online future in general where like we talk about with like you look at xbox where like they just molded all the 360 the, the xbox and xbox one and series all together basically the storefronts all merged together yeah and they're even bringing back old xbox og xbox games into the fold Absolutely. like they're you know like they're i think they're doing this whole thing better than anybody as far as like pretty much any game that's ever been on xbox you can play now on there um and you know, we, uh, we bitch all the time about nintendo and like you know people are like uh you know like upset about why why can't i play that why can't i play earthbound on my switch why can't i play the, the pokemon all the pokemon games or all these awesome games like why can't i play them on my switch now like you released them before and it's like i mean it's even an issue like you talk about like with uh like with game boy games super nintendo games where they have the, the wasn't the battery in them that eventually they'll go and they can't save your progress anymore yeah you know like this is just this is always an ongoing issue i think it's gonna happen i think it's i mean and going into the digital age thing like um you know and this isn't me being a Sony Pony type of thing because I, I felt the same way when they closed the Wii shop and they closed the three DSI shop. Like, does that suck? Yeah, that you. The, I mean, can you not re-download those games? Yes. Um, I mean, that's an issue that sucks, um, especially if they're only on the. There, there was a few games that only went to the Wii digitally. Mm-hmm. Like they were like you know like you know like there's certain like exclusive Xbox Live games or certain games that were exclusive to uh, the to Wii. I remember and. That sucks, and that's an issue. If you can't play those games anywhere else, hopefully they get put put on Steam or somewhere. You know, like Steam's always going to be there unless fucking the the world like if, if Steam not to be around anymore. That means there's a catastrophic world event thing. This isn't Steam going out of business or anything. This is just something in the world is wrong type right. shit. Um, yeah, and it, it, like it, it sounds like you know like I like some storefronts that do close. Like you can still download the games you purchase. You just can't purchase games anymore right. on them. And I think, I mean, as long as you're able to download them, I don't think, I mean, that, I don't think, I really don't think it's an issue at all at that point. Like, and that's something like, even I, I know as somebody that's gone mostly digital with games, like my, with my PS4 and my PS5, uh, I did the same thing with my 3DS and it's, you know, it sucks when the 3DS is no longer a system that, you know, it's when it's obsolete, the Switch comes out and they stop making games for the 3DS. It's like, sucks. Like, I, you know, it's like, I can't sell these games. I have all these games I bought on there, 20 games or so I have digitally on there. I can't when I sell my 3ds. It's only worth the value of the 3ds, not the games that are on the 3ds, because yep. those are my games, you know. And like, I remember, like you know, like people like that would trade in their consoles. Like, oh, I bought all these games, and he's like, okay. Like I remember that when I was like when I worked at a game store, like when 360 and Xbox Live really became a thing, and uh, Xbox Live Arcade and all that. And like people were like, well, I have like all these games I bought on there. He's like, yeah, but that's tied to your account. That's not. We can't sell the console. Oh, the person that owned this before bought like 50 games with their with their gamer tag. Like that doesn't help the next person. That only helps you. Exactly. You know? Like helps this month. Yeah. Like so. That I don't know. I just feel like this is a future that we knew was coming. And it's just like you know, this is a future problem. Uh, as far as like the the because eventually, yeah, the PSP, the Vita, PS3, PS4, you know, Switch, uh, PS5. Eventually, those, those those storefronts will be closed. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's not. So it's like I and I know that. And is it, what it, what it's like? Would I be upset that if I wasn't able to? buy like real able to download those games again after i paid for them yeah a little bit but it's like i also knew that going into the future and it, i think the biggest issue like you said is like being able to play these games games like you hear about like you like this is an original take but I, I agree with the take where it's like people don't feel bad for downloading uh roms of nintendo games or old playstation games or whatever because they don't put them on like you know it's like if i if someone goes out and fucking buys uh earthbound three or whatever or, or get, uh, doesn't buy it but get downloads the rom of earthbound three 
it's like like I don't like why would be I don't, I don't like I don't blame them for doing it like and I wouldn't feel wrong for doing it yeah. where it's like like you know or like even like go buying uh, a super Nint- a card of a super nintendo game or whatever it's like it's like no one's make nintendo's not making a profit off of that no. the the store you bought it from or whoever you bought it off ebay they're making the profit like that's yep. i don't know i like i just don't feel like i think once it it's it's a, it's a it's a gray area but it's like i feel like if if they have it out there for me to purchase then i'll purchase it like that's the morally right thing to do but if they take it away from take away the opportunity or the option to buy it, that that game or whatever and the only way to get it is either a ROM or paying obscene amount of money to the guy to buy it from a pawn shop somewhere. It's like, well, I wouldn't blame anybody for fucking buying or just downloading for free on on your PC, and it's probably going to be a better version of it. Like, there's a there's a 4K 60 frame per second version of Thousand Year Door, uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door on PC right now. You can play, but yeah. Nintendo if Nintendo put it on the Switch, that'd be a different that'd be a different issue. Like, that's a different yeah. whole different story to me. Um, you know, I was like, if if I was able to buy that on my Switch, you know, if I was someone that did wrong, I've never done that before. But I'm saying, if if I was that per, if I had the option, like, uh, like if I don't have another option, and then down, buying a super expensive copy of the GameCube version from a pawn shop or downloading a, a a modern day version of it on my PC for free, I'm gonna do that. But if they put it on Switch for twenty bucks or whatever, whatever price, then I'll do that instead. You know, I don't know. I it's just the the future and the digital digital age we're in is like it's. This you know, it's just like I remember like I was totally against buying digital shit. Like even like, iTunes, like oh, I'm not gonna buy an album. Why the f- a CD? Why would I want to buy it digitally? And it's like then I, I got an iPod. I'm like, why the fuck would I want to buy a CD? That's stupid. Like like it's the same price, yeah. But it's like I don't have to have a thousand CDs. Like and I, the way I am now with like games, it's like especially because I like I, I trade in games. Like I was gonna get it takes two digitally, but I'm like fuck it. I'm gonna play through it once with you, and then I'm never gonna play it again. I might as well just fucking buy a physical copy so I can turn around and sell it, make, get a profit yeah, back, exactly. get some money back on it. So it's just like, and I, I, I don't know. Like, I am most person that's like seventy five percent digital at this point, but I, I know that days and come where it's like it's probably gonna be hard to. Uh, I won't be able to download them again, or I won't be able to buy a you know a, a copy of a game on my on a store again. That'll suck. But it's just like, I don't. know. I mean, I think it's it sucks because there's, there's gonna be there's a lot of great games that are only that are digital only, that aren't on. You know, there might have been a PS three exclusive game. Although we see, we're in this weird thing now where it's like. Where like live service games, you can only play with an online con- connection, and the, the servers are getting shut down. Like B- Battleborn got shut down at the beginning of the year. Yep. Um, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of games from two generations ago that the servers are shut off. And yeah, some people are keeping them preserved online to play them, but like you can't play them on consoles anymore, no. or or even like the the, you know, the servers are are kept up by a third party, not by that main person. So it's just game preservation is a weird place now, especially you know in the digital age and the internet age. Of like you know, like I said, there's a lot of live service games that like eventually we're not gonna be able to play Destiny two, Destiny two will, or World of Warcraft. Eventually, those games will be unplayable through exactly. you know through um, means. So I don't know. It's just I, I think yeah, it's an issue. The it's that's an issue more internally. I think with with the, with the, we're talking about here with the DRM stuff. Like that seems like a f- oversight or a lack of long term planning from PlayStation with those. But I mean, we've we've already seen it, like you know, with the, even just changing your fucking your PSN ID, like how like the hoops you gotta jump through to get that done, or if, yeah, just for them to get that done, problems. and then yeah, and then the, co- the, pro- the problems can cause us like I want to change my my uh, my name on my PlayStation, but I'm like I don't want to lose access to my games or my saves because I changed my fucking name, and that's crazy. And it's like you look at like Xbox, like they, I mean, it helps that they're Microsoft and they, you know, they've been around as long as the internet's been around, 
but um you know like they they future playing all this shit so it's like you know that's like i think i think the issue with, with, with ps4 and like the seamless way ps4 is working with ps5 with the storefronts and everything like that it's like i feel like th- this might not be an issue long term but that but that vita psp uh ps3 era like that might be lost forever and it's gonna suck because there's like so many great games that are on those consoles that you know we can't play unless we have an old machine you know, like i'd love to play metal gear solid 4 not even like a PS5 updated version, but it'll also be able to play it on my PS5. It would be awesome, you know. And it sucks. Or even Metal Gear Solid One, be able to just play on a con- like on a modern day console would be awesome. We we just can't. So um, I don't know. But I mean, that's I don't know. That's like I said, Nintendo. They have thirty years of fucking thirty five years of great fucking games, and they don't like to give us them for some reason sometimes. Um, so I don't know. Uh, but we need to move on. Uh, this is our. This is something we've had on on the show notes for a couple of weeks, but we always run out of time. Uh, and I figured it's the last episode of the month, uh, so I wanted to get to it. It is the February uh, NPDs, uh, the top twenty list here in front of me. Uh, kind of a more interesting month. February was. Uh, we had some. We had some newer games get popped in there. Um, so I'm going to start from number twenty, work my way up. So number twenty, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. That's cool to see. You know, the game kind of came. It felt it came and went, but I mean, I know it's twenty, but it's cool to kind of see it in there. Four months, three months after being released, still in the top 20. Uh, Breath of the Wild, 19. Uh, Minecraft is 18. Just Dance 2021 is 17. Ring Fit Adventures is 16. Mario 3D All-Stars is 15. Uh, rest in peace, Mario. Uh, Nintendo is going to have a live execution on the 31st. Um, yeah. Can't wait for that. Um, going to watch it. I imagine it's like the... Uh, I keep thinking of like there's a scene in Wolfenstein 2 where uh, BJ gets uh, kidnapped by the Nazis and they actually do like a live beheading like in, on TV and everything, and they cut his head off. And it's minor spoilers for Wolfenstein 2, but a four-year-old game. But they actually like cut his head off in the game, and there's a whole section of how he lives. But anyways, um, I just keep thinking of that moment where it's like, it's just fucking, uh, I don't even know who would be, I was going to say Iwata, but it's not him, or Reggie, it's not him. Uh, one of the top executives, Shigeru, Shigeru Miyamoto is going to be up there with the fucking, uh, with, with the giant fucking <laughs> axe, and he's going to chop off Mario's head. So yeah, uh, rest in peace, Mario. Future, uh, rest in peace and peace. Uh, so uh, number fifteen, Mario All Three D All Stars. So in that game, you won't be able to buy after um, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Fourteen is Mortal Kombat Eleven. Uh, Thirteen is Smash Bros Ultimate. Twelve is NBA Two K Eleven. Number eleven is FIFA Two K Eleven. Two K Twenty One. Sorry, eleven is FIFA Twenty One. Ten is Modern Warfare. Uh, nine Animal Crossing. Eight uh, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Seven. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla 6, Little Nightmares 2, sold over a million copies in its first uh, couple weeks on the market. It's actually 30 bucks right now, uh, or 20 bucks. I was thinking about picking it up. Uh, Number 5 is Madden NFL 21. Number 4 is Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. Number 3 is Persona 5 Strikers. Number 2, Black Black Ops Cold War. And number 1, in its first month out, Mario 3D World plus Browser Fury. So, um, pretty crazy. Uh, I believe uh, there's a few notes here. Uh, uh, so Mario 3D World is already this is the second best selling game of the year already in the month of, or in the year of 2021. The wow. only game ahead of it overall for sales is Call of Duty uh, Black Ops Cold War, but that's pretty incredible. Um, the Little Little Nightmares 2 was already sold over a million copies. Um, uh, there was a couple other notes I had I can't find them now. So anyways, uh, oh this this would be interesting. February because uh, we always look you like every. The last year now, we've talked about MPDs. Like the the sales numbers from the previous year is like it goes up, you know, 
when you compare 2019, like obviously the pandemic staying stuck at home, like game sales has gone up. You know, it's like oh, it's double, tripled the, the this time last year. This is the last month of MPDs where you can compare it to a normal year. You know, because you're comparing 2021, uh, February 2021 to February 2020, which was before stuck, you know, being stuck at home. So this, you know, now we're gonna. I'm curious how March this month of March is gonna compare to last March when that we are stuck at home the second half of the month and also animal crossing and doom came out. So curious how it's going to work, but what's your, what's your thoughts on this list? Gables? Honestly, there's a few striking surprises, obviously. <laughs> oh, look at you. With the oh, Look at that little pun there. Oh my gosh. Honestly, I was surprised to see Mario 3d world plus Bowser's fury and stuff at number one. Mario games do sell really well in regards on the switch it's been proven already but man i will say that it's also surprising to see little nightmares 2 performing so well on the mpd and it's launch yeah month. i mean what yeah. the fuck <laughs> that's awesome i i really enjoyed the first game and I, I i didn't i think it was like 40 bucks and i was like ah, it's a little rich for my blood i'll wait for it to for a sale and i just seen it for 20 bucks at gamestop this week so uh, that, that seems like a good price to pick it up i heard it's incredible so yeah go on though sorry but with that, and also Persona 5 Strikers, I've heard great things about that game. I actually do own Persona 5 Strikers. Oh, okay. I was going to ask if you ever, ever got it, because I figured that'd be a game you'd jump on. Well, yeah, it's definitely a game I'm jumping on, but I am definitely going to distance myself right now from Persona stuff, because I had played through so much of Persona 5 Royal that I want to give myself a little bit of a breathing room. I know sooner or later I'm going to go back and get that Platinum for Persona 5 Royal, because I'm that crazy right now. I'm that crazy in general. But, uh, yes, it's that type of game where I'm glad that it's performing well instead of its launch month. There was actually a period of time where I was not able to find it inside of my store area. But, uh, yes, definitely interesting because uh, Mario being one, Little Nightmares 2 performing well, Persona 5 Strikers doing in, at least inside the top ten yeah, in regards to sales-wise, so... Yeah, definitely interesting month. Yeah, I mean, uh, January was kind of boring, but we're like, we just didn't have any new games that month. And at least in February, we did have a, f- a few new games. We, you know, we had Mario 3D World and then Persona 5 and Little Nightmares. You know, like Mario 3D World being huge and the other two games, you know, they're not, these aren't, you know, world changer kind of games here. Um, so it's awesome to see 3D World. And that's number one in this month for the month of February, not including digital sales. So God knows how fucking huge that game would be if they if they had if they include uh sales on that i'm curious i can't wait for the uh you know this is the end of the fiscal year for most companies um that means sometime probably late april early may we're gonna have uh the end of the you know they're gonna nintendo's gonna have their whole report and they always double the new sales numbers so i can't wait to see how well right. um 3d world and how all the other games are doing um but yeah um I, it's, it, for the most part, it's kind of what your standard that the, we, we see a lot of the same games. Switch is fucking doing awesome. I think there's like an eight or nine uh, Nintendo games in here. There's also like four Ubisoft games in there. Uh, but yeah, seeing like you know a game like Little Nightmares too, like coming out and selling really really well. I, I didn't know that game. I, I mean, I knew that game was it's 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 got a name called Bando is the they own the IP and then they're all you know like they're the publisher behind it, but it's like the studio and stuff like that. Like I didn't think it was that big of a game I, even though I, I enjoyed uh the first one quite a bit i know a lot of the people did it's, i didn't think it was that big of a of a game so it's awesome to see and i know the the developers they were owned they got bought by um oh shit what's the, the, the thq nordic people they bought the studio 
and uh, Namco Namco owns uh, the IP. Like I said, they're continuing on with making Little Nightmares three because obviously the IP's got so much buzz around it. But the studio that makes the game, uh, the THQ Nordic, is saying they're going to move off and do, do something else. So that's a little disappointing. You know, see how that game is doing super great now. The IP is super great, and it's, uh, hopefully it changes and goes to a good place. There's also Persona Five Strikers coming out, and it's a it's a uh, I think it's a it's a sequel of Persona Five, but it's also yep. it's a completely different game. You know, it's like you know the uh, Hyrule Warriors game we got last year, like that was a sequel to Breath of the Wild, but I didn't really enjoy it. But I, I know a lot of people did, but I know a lot of other people did. like it's very much split down the middle of whether or not you enjoy the the story of that game. So uh, that's awesome to see though that the game is that this game is doing so well. So um, can't wait. I mean, and I think March. I don't think there was. I mean, other it takes two. I don't think a lot of big stuff came out this month. So I think next month is going to be kind of going back to boring. But April and May and June will be some fun months, I think, because there's some cool stuff coming out. And one cool, uh, we'll do one more quick quick uh, story. There's not much to say on this one. Uh, Ghost Shishima, uh, has they, they announced that there's a movie in development now for this. Um, and the director of John the John Wick trilogy, uh, Chad Selinski, is going to be directing it, which has me super excited because the coolest thing about the um, uh, John Wick movies, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm a huge fan of John Wick's. I have a fucking Funko Pop of John Wick over there, and I, I, I buy all the movies I watch. I probably watch Trilogy. At least once a year, sometimes twice a year. I just watched them um, the beginning of the year, actually, the whole trilogy over again. Um, but uh, the cool thing about the the, the the those movies is the director and the writers of it are all they're all stunt doubles, career stunt doubles. So basically, they, they John Wick was built to be a badass, just a, a movie built around a badass uh, fight scenes and fight choreography. So I'm thinking, like, okay, it's gonna be a samurai movie, and you have guys that know how to make badass fucking. Yeah, you know, that's all John Wick is. It's just, it's just a bunch of sequences of awesome fucking fight scenes, um, and the idea of them making a uh, a samurai movie uh, sounds incredible. It's like you don't need to really worry about like a super awesome story or characters. It's just like they're gonna. I think they're. I think that movie is gonna be this movie could, potentially. I mean, we don't know who's gonna be in, in the movie, how big the budget's gonna be, but like just the idea of him directing it and they have some of the same people behind uh, making it. Like that gets me really excited about like this movie gives me f- could be fun as hell to watch. Uh, what was your thoughts uh, about the uh, about them making this movie? Honestly, I'm kind of excited to see where they're going to lead it. It definitely yeah. sounds like it's going to be something up their alley. They have a lot of good experience and expertise with the Wick movies, so I'm positive about this being good. Yeah, yeah, same. So uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this this week, guys. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Go check us out. Like, subscribe, follow all the places. We're on everything. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Uh, watch us live on Twitch, YouTube. Please uh, share, like, comment, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your parents. Tell your wives. Tell them all. Um, you know, we really appreciate it. Uh, help us out. Get some more buzz uh, for us and more views. And we like all those things. Uh, but uh, I was your host. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, we're one. If you're looking for a PS5 or Xbox Series X, don't give up definitely find sites that you will know that'll help track it down for you so you're knowing right then and there but most importantly of all thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the drone dash nerds podcast and hey gables yeah too sweet too sweet man bye guys see ya